0: Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome into the West Side Sports Podcast. It is December 21st, 2022. I am your host, as always, Dakota Esri. Welcome into the podcast. Welcome into the show. Apologies for the downtime in between podcasts, to be honest with you guys, and keeping it real, keeping it a buck. Um, I have been taking a little bit of a break from the podcasting world just because information's been dry. And quite frankly, I've been a little too emotional in my bag lately. Um, The free agency in baseball has driven me mad. The crappy level of Seahawks play has been driving me mad. Thank God the Kraken kind of woke up a little bit and UW's got a lot of good stuff going on. But with that being said, everybody, um, hope you guys are going to enjoy today's podcast. Today's podcast is going to be more of the normal uh, structured show today. We got Around the World. It has returned finally. You guys have been asking for it, so it's back in full force for you guys today. I'm going to be doing a breakdown, a lot of stuff with that. Uh, Mariners small Mariners conversation today on a couple things a longer conversation and a segment on Seahawks a little bit of Kraken some UW along the way if you guys enjoy the podcast today as well as con- conversation and content I brought to you in the past as well as stuff you will be hearing in the foreseeable future please do me a favor subscribe 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 please 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 and leave a rating that helps me out a ton okay so first off right, uh, right out of the gate the big news of the sports world and i'm actually going to do this in opposite order on my list just because i think you guys will probably appreciate this more than the first one san francisco giants failed the physical for carlos correa on his contract which was the uh 12 year 350 million dollar contract he signed with with the giants something the information uh the medical stuff has not been released uh yet has not been leaked by anybody that includes yeah, I almost said a very not nice word, but I'm trying to keep it PG for you guys today. Um, this has been a very, very shocking story. And the thing was, I saw a report yesterday afternoon from a credible source on Twitter and on Bleacher Report that there was a physical issue or a red flag was the term. There was a red flag in the physical conditions for Carlos Correa with a San Francisco Giants team. Uh, after that, there was nothing. There was no hints. There was no leaks. There was no inside reporting. There was nothing. And then, of all people, the dumbass that is John Heyman comes out and says, um, yeah, Carlos Correa is signing with, with the New York Mets, and the whole baseball world just loses it. Because the Mets, believe it or not, spent $800 million this offseason between Carlos Correa, Brandon Nemo, um, Edwin Diaz, Justin Verlander, Kodai Singa, Adam Adovino, the list goes on, right? They have spent tons and tons of money. But this is such a weird, weird development with this offseason, with this part. Because obviously, Correa was probably going to be the biggest chip to sign. Uh, obviously, second fiddle to Aaron Judge. Correa was young. He was one of the younger ones. He's obviously a Scott Boris client. He's going to have a lot of cachet, a lot of wiggle room. But the fact that the Mets said you know we don't care if we spent you know 300 million or whatever yeah 300 million dollars whatever it was or i think it was if i'm doing my mouth correctly it was about 410 million that's not great air radio math however um steve cohen says oh, i don't give a damn i don't care i want to be better than, than than the yankees i want to be the new york mecca team i want to be the number one page on the new york times on a daily basis so they said screw it go give carlos correa 11 years or 12 years, $315 million. The San Francisco Giant fans, for everybody who's listening to this, if you're in San Francisco, if you know any San, any Giants fans today, please reach out and give them some love. Please try to be that, that good friend because quite frankly, this is a... Uh it's just pretty sad time to be a Giants fan and I'm not trying to throw shade or anything like that whatsoever. That's not what I do here for the most part, unless you're an, an Angels fan. In that case, it sucks to suck. However, this is what I'm trying to get out here, ladies and gentlemen. San Francisco Giants were leaked and rumored and you know come and you know what's where I'm looking for here. I have not had enough coffee clearly in the morning yet. I apologize for that. Um. Giants fans lost in everything this offseason. They lost Carlos Rodon. They didn't get Aaron Judge. They had Carlos Correa for a week. They settled for Mitch Haniger. Mitch Haniger is a decent player. At one point, he was a very good player. Not a great player, a very good player. He did have one season above with a war above six. You know, he had a great season at one point in time. But the Giants fans, you've literally failed. Fall, You've fallen flat on your face this offseason. And it hurts my soul because I like the Giants. I like the days of you know. I think Brandon Crawford did retire. I have to look into that to confirm. I've had a couple people ask me on that, so I apologize for not having that ready for you guys. This is just kind of an off the, off the off the spur kind of a conversation here. But Brandon Belt, uh, Brandon Crawford, Evan Longoria, Mike Yesztremski. Um, there's a whole list of players, right? Logan Webb. They got Anthony Dis Discolfani. I mean, they 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 got a, a handful of players, right? Here's the problem: there's no prospects coming quickly for the the Giants. They haven't built their farm system up that that good at all. They had Joey Barton, who was supposed to be like a top something prospect, and he's bland. He's like, you know, John Crook, just a little bit more more athletic. So I just want to kind of get that right off the top of the show. Matt Ryan, uh, benched for 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 the Colts again, second time this season he has been benched. Nick. Foles bear down as uh 710 like, likes to say so often on that. Uh, we'll start on this weekend for the Colts. I expect nothing out of this move. Colts are screwed. They're in a bad spot. It's going to be worse before it gets better in in, in in Indianapolis. I expect Jeff Saturday to still get you know canned at the end of the season. Um, probably will ruin the relationship between him and, and uh, Jim Mercer. I don't really care. I haven't cared about the Colts since Peyton Manning left. I was hoping Sam Ellinger would have worked because I like Sam Ellinger in Texas, but that was probably a, you know, a pipe dream. So Colts fans are in in a bad spot after the worst loss in uh, NFL history. Giants fans are are in a bad spot. Um, Mets fans are rejoicing they're saying oh my god we're gonna win the world if you don't win the 2023 World Series and or be competing directly in the NLCS with the Philadelphia Phillies you have had the biggest colossal screw-up in the history of baseball it's no going around you can't spend like I said 800 million dollars and not make the NLCS You can't make this and not even make the NLDS. You must make the championship series season or series, excuse me, to make this even beginning to pay off in the end. You better have a lot of jerseys be selling. You got to be selling a bunch of keychains, bobbleheads, whatever the hell it is going on, right? So, okay, so we got Giants, we got Colts, um, we got the money spent. Okay, we're going down, and thoughts and prayers go out to the family of Franco Harris, a legendary running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Unfortunately, he passed away this morning at the age of 72. His jersey number will be retired on Sunday at Heinz Field. And with that, I would like to have a moment of silence for Franco Harris and his family, please. Thank you. It's, uh... It's a rough time, man. I obviously was not around for the Franco Harris uh, era; that was well before my time. However, his imprint upon the National Football League will be one that lasts for a lifetime and, and a legacy. Um, another great jersey to hang up inside the rafters. I'm sure it already has been done. But what needs what for those who do not know the difference between putting a player up in the Ring of Honor versus retiring? Retiring players cannot, a retired numbers cannot be used on the active roster. They are forever gone. So. It is the bare minimum and the least that they can do to honor and remember such a great player and a great man and a great mentor that was Franco Harris. NCAA football, ladies and gentlemen, has a massive, colossal issue. Um, pardon my French. This is a shitstorm. It is. Pardon my French. I usually don't keep a whole lot of language on here. But this is a problem of massive astronomical proportions. There, is a, there was a report yesterday... That UNC quarterback, Drake May, who is one of the top quarterbacks in the country currently, um, has received $5 million to transfer. $5 million to transfer colleges. You have got to be kidding me. You know, I have been a proponent and an advocate, right, that college players deserve to be paid, right? Name image and likeness for those who do not know what nil stands for that's what that stands for um it's not it's this whole conversation is so convoluted it is a twisted pretzel mess you know i looked at uh there's no reports about how much money michael pennix needed to have to come back to washington my assuming or my assumption probably would be within the three million maybe million and a half range for michael Penix. But I'm not going to, you know, I I can assume all I want, but I don't have any facts. So there's no information or no details behind that. It's just pure speculation at that point. So college football, as Brock Heward likes to say on Seattle Sports Station 710, he likes to say it very plainly and very simply. College football is one of the most historical, honorable, like venues of sports that we have in uh, in USA in our in our country, right? You see players that are trying to prove to not just themselves to the coaches to the NFL to the assistants to the te- to the to the teams and coaches who will be drafting them that they deserve to be a s- drafted and have a spot in the National Football League. Now you're seeing kids, right? Young men, right? I, don't know, I shouldn't be calling them kids. They're young men, right? Both women and men, young uh, young women, or young adult women, young men, all that good stuff, right? Young adults in general are getting paid astronomical amounts of money to either stay in college or transfer to colleges because now it's open season. There's n- the NCAA is not. Um, there's no rules. There's no guidelines. There's no. It is the wild, wild west, is what this is for college football. And quite frankly, I hate it. I do because. At first, I'll be honest, I kind of liked it. I kind of was like, cool, now the guys, now the players can get some money, a little bit, a little bit. I-, I thought it was like a little bit of money, you know, maybe like, you know, 250K, 500K. You're talking like that, uh, uh, you know, Alabama, SEC, Auburn, Old Miss, Georgia schools, right? USC, all that stuff, right? But I started seeing one, five. Hell, Brock Hewer yesterday said there is a high school, high school quarterback that got $10 million freaking dollars to sign his name to a piece of paper. Ten million dollars? Kid hasn't even played a single snap of college football. He could be a cupcake. Frosting sprinkles, the whole thing. I hope it's gluten-free. But, I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. I've been eating some gluten-free cupcakes lately. Anyways, the whole conversation about this is quite simple, though. Money is being thrown around like it doesn't even matter anymore. And in college football, it really doesn't because you have booster groups and you have uh, programs and all this good stuff, right, that boost or that uh, encourage and en- enable the amount of money to be spent and used and all that good jazz, right? And you're gonna pack the stadiums every Saturday for all these events and bowl games and all all, all this good jazz. That's all great Danny. That's fine. That's fine. But this is out of hand. The new commissioner coming in, you're gonna have to set some rules and do it immediately. Next season has to change because you're gonna ruin college football. At this point in time, it's going to, get to, it's going to get to a point, right? And there's, I mean, this is, I guarantee you, 99.999% of people are going to disagree with this. The way I see this, though, is that it's pointing right towards the direction that the NBA was, where guys were, where kids were coming straight out of high school and into the NBA. We're talking Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, Amore Stoudemire, just for a couple of names, right? All came out of college, or excuse me, out of high school you know this is what's this is what's pointing towards and obviously that's not probably going to happen in the NFL because kids need to build up their bodies and stuff like that but the amount of money that's being thrown around it's just ridiculous so can we please just just stop the hammering you know can we just give the you know these kids a little bit of a, a little bit of a chill pill a little bit of a break on all of this because the expectations are through the roof so Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury have been agreed to be sold for a total of $4 billion. I am not positive. If that is a total value between both franchises, I would assume so. But there's a chance that's just or that the price is just for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, once that information becomes more uh, available, I will be able to get you guys more details on that as it comes out. Two more things, and then I'm gonna hop into the Mariner section. Uh, Star Army quarterback, or wow, well, Star Army linebacker Andre Carter can officially pursue his dreams to play in the NFL. Projected first round pick, dude's an absolute savage on the football field. Um, Seattle Seahawks should definitely be interested in this guy because no dude, no due disrespect to Cody Barton. Cody Barton is a decent player, but he is a Jag. He is nothing more than that. And we need impact players to help out Jordan Brooks in this defense. That will be a name to watch. Probably not going to be something that happens for Seattle. Unless he falls to like the low second round or high second round, excuse me, where they can maybe use one of the higher second round picks on him. But just something cool that I saw because there was a law in a, in Congress that was amended. So he was allowed to pursue his dreams of playing in the NFL. And lastly, uh, Brandon Drury, uh, yesterday signed a two year 12 or excuse me, $17 million deal with the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim, as they used to be called back in the day. And with that, I'm going to transfer right into the Mariners. We're gonna have a slimy transition there. Um, I got a lot of frustration that's been happening with this off season, As I touched on here to begin this podcast as to why I've been MIA, uh, for about a week because this off season has been so disappointing on so many levels at the beginning, it was great. We got we traded for Teoscar Te Hernandez. We were able to really only give away Eric Swanson and a prospect and Adam Mako to get that to make that happen. That's great. We were able to shed the contract of, of Jesse Winker and get um uh, and uh, the unfortunate downside of Abraham Toro to get Colton Wong. That's an upgrade over Adam Frazier. Totally cool, right? That's all we've done. That's it. The Trevor Gott thing? Not really putting much into it. It's one point two million. Um, I'm sure he's probably going to be one of the more pivotal. P- you know, pieces to our bullpen next year. And I'm going to be eating crow and plucking feathers out, out of my teeth. I hope that happens. I hope so. Because then that means that they actually did more in the off season than I'm, that I've looked at right now, because with Michael Brantley getting off the board or coming off the board, signing with Houston recently, one year, 12 million, 12 million. JD Martinez goes to the, the Dodgers for for a one year deal. Justin Turner signed, um, And now Brandon Drury. And Brandon Drury was only $8.5 million, Jerry. Like, I don't understand. Why? Why in God's green pastures of Earth and Mother Nature land are we having this conversation that Jerry Depoto does not want to spend money for the Seattle Mariners? Why? Why are you so afraid to spend money in free agency, Jerry? Why? I don't understand. Your biggest contract in the history of being the general manager and working for the Seattle Mariners is Norichka Aoki. One year... $6.5 $6.5 million dollars is the most amount of money you've spent on a free agent in your ten-year with, with the Seattle Mariners. That can't cut it, Jerry. It just can't. Not after all the hype. Not after all the expectation. After all of the incredible season and the momentum you've had. And then you just go sitting on your hands, being perfectly okay with just waiting around. You know what this reminds me of? Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages who listen to this. Um, you know when we were in school, and you like, you know, your parents would say, OK, you can have hot lunch on uh, Tuesday or Thursday and you can have packed lunches Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Right. Well, it's Wednesday. Right. And uh or it's one of the it's right. It's it's your packed lunch day. Right. And ever. And they're having hot square pizza with a grape juice cup. And it smells so good. And everybody else and all of your buddies in school are having it. The little square pizza with the crappy little pepperoni pieces on top and everything. That was delicious when I was back inside of the proverbial day. Um, we are sitting there with our cold pack lunch, just eat, you know, and PB and J. Delicious. I hope we have baked baked lays in that. you are a little bit healthier. I am a health nut, anyways. Um, it's just really disappointing. It's distasteful, really, to me to watch. The A's go out and sign uh Ledmus Diaz to a two-year, $17 million deal. Uh, Rangers spend money on Jacob deGrom. Houston spends money on Jose Abreu, Michael Brantley, Rafael Montero. And always spend money on is Trevor freaking Gott. Are you kidding me? How... P- t- huh? Am I missing something, ladies and gentlemen? Am I? I am challenging you. Every single person who listens to this podcast... Today's podcast. Message me. How? I don't care. You want to see me on Twitter? P N W Professor. Hit me up. See my pearly white face and, 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 and my niece, right? There's all kinds of good stuff. You want to find me on Facebook? Sports in the Northwest. Green Mariners Insignia. Hit me up. I'm challenging you guys. You guys actually care about this offseason for, for the Seattle Mariners? Do you actually give a damn? Message me. Tell me how you feel, because I'm losing my freaking mind. As you, as you can't tell, this is atrocious. We sit back after Teoscar Hernandez and, and Colt Wong say, "Yeah, that's, that's good enough." No, no, it's not. It's embarrassing. It's lazy. I said it, L-A-Z-Y. It's like going to Las Vegas and going to the, you know, Mandalay Bay and going to the Lazy River and then just sitting there while everybody else floats around and you're in a white launcher and not even going in the water. Why are you being there? There's no point. There's no purpose, Jerry. What is the purpose of the offseason? Spend some money. I said to the beginning of his offseason. Fully transparent. I did not want them to spend money to, to spend money. But everybody else that was worth more than 20 million freaking dollars is gone. Everybody. So, Jerry... Go sign Will Myers. Go sign AJ Pollock. Go sign Michael Conforto. Bring him home. We cannot. If you start Jared Kelnick at left field, I'm going on Twitter space and I'm going to rip some ass. I'm just going to let the fat lady sing a ballad for everybody to hear. Because this is ridiculous. I have been quiet. I have been trying to be patient. I've tried to be understanding. I've tried to take the high road. I've tried to put myself in Jerry's shoes. That crap is over. It's over. Because they don't want, they're terrified. I, I am also very curious upon one thing. Does John Stanton really want to win a world championship? Does he want a World Series ring? Does he even care about this franchise? Or is he just in the interest of making money? Because this is unexcusable. Inexcusable. This doesn't make any sense to me. How is it every team in our conference, our AL West conference, can spend money, but the Mariners won't do it? Just won't do it. Some people are gonna say, "Bro, they signed Julio." I know. "Bro, they signed Luis Castillo." I know. "Bro, they did. I I know." But it's not enough. We needed to co- close a 15-game gap, right? And uh, Mike Lefko on Seattle Sports Station on 710 said it best: "The Mariners probably, most likely, are not going to be able to make and cross and make up the difference of 15 games in one offseason. season It's almost impossible to do." I understand that, but can we at least do more bites of the apple? To show our to show this fan base who spends up money. So you can't upgrade your uh your different seats and the new all star uh, terrace club and all this good crap and all the new breweries and all of this crap. We don't care about the breweries. We care about winning games and championships. It's the emerald freaking city of Seattle. We have Boeing, Starbucks, Amazon, all these companies that make boo-coo amounts of money. Jerry, I don't want to hear it. I don't give a damn what excuse you have. Somebody on Seattle Sports Station needs to just man up. I don't care if they even get in trouble for the lady who runs 710. Seattle, um, I can't. I think it's Bromer or Brandheimer Studios. Anyways, here's the whole thing. Get something done this week, Jerry. It's been a month since Trevor got a month. You've done. Nothing. You weren't linked to nobody. You have been silent after the whole Brian Reynolds trade conversation dis-freaking-peered. You guys have done nothing. So, please. Please. Jerry Depoto, Justin Hollander. Katie Griggs. John Stanton. Everybody. Justin Toole, the new farm director. Everybody. Let's have a real conversation here and say, What the hell are we actually trying to do here? Because you start Jared Kellenick in left field and Kate Marlowe in left field. It's going to be hideous. I'm going to leave that there. Seahawks. Uh, Ken Walker has been dealing with the same ankle slash foot injury. Um, is considered day-to-day still. He'll be able to see if he can play versus the Chiefs probably Friday on or Saturday. We'll probably get the information on Saturday. This injury at first kind of uh, was like, yeah, it's just probably a light sprain me out for a week. Not that big of a deal. Then I hear this was a issue he had going back to college. That's a problem to me. And they said they knew about this. Why would you draft a running back that has foot issues in college? Ken Walker's been productive. He's been very good. Don't get me wrong, he's been incredibly fun to watch. Um reminds me a lot of Maurice Jones-Drew, right? But it's just we don't there's no Ken Walker. There's no run game. No run game, Seattle loses. It's flat out. You don't run this ball. You don't run the ball on uh, on on the game versus the Kansas City Chiefs in the fridge temperatures, you are going to lose. You get into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes, you're gonna lose, and any reader, you're gonna lose. It's just the, it's just the cold hard facts, right? As John John Clayton would say, the cold hard facts. Rest in peace, my mentor, the professor, that is John Clayton. Um, Ryan Neal, highest graded safety in the NFL uh, via Pro Football Focus. I, I love Ryan Neal, right? Ryan Neal is a lot of fun to watch. Play like his hair is on fire. Uh, he's a maniac. He's a cyclone, right? So I like call him the cyclone, right? What the hell do you do with Jamal Adams? Do, you, do you just cut him? You can't trade him. You just can't do that. No one's going to take on that contract. It'd be stupid. Pointless. People are going to want to spend that, that kind of money for a player of Jamal Adams where he's literally as fragile as fresh China right out of the factory. It's bad, right? You don't want any piece of that crap. So why would you... Sw- that was I, the worst trade. It was worse than, than Jimmy Graham. I, I shouldn't say it's worse. It's just as bad as the whole Jimmy Graham for Max Unger trade. Um, Speaking of the running game and Ken Walker, the Chiefs really don't have much of a running game. Uh... Isaiah Pachenko and Jared McKinnon are the two running backs for the Kansas City Chiefs. They are a passing team, as we all know, as I, as I, as I just touched on Juju Smith-Schuster, Sky Moore, um, Nicole Hardman, the the whole list, tra- and, uh, obviously, obviously tra- tra- Travis Kelsey, right? So they, they've got weapons on there, but Patrick Mahomes, 300 passing yards, six of the last seven weeks. This is a bad opportunity, bad timing for, for, for Seattle. It's right in Patrick's Playhouse. It's going to be cold as yeah, frozen tundra uh, and almost Atlantis, Antarctica. The coldest thing you, you 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 can imagine. That's how cold this game is going to be in KC. Uh, Pachenko, excuse me, uh, he's a muscle ball between between the tackles kind of style runner. He's going to uh, absorb lots lots of contact. Going to kind of be the bowling ball, get you in and in, in the end zone. McKinnon is the scout back, the swing back, utilized inside the passing game is a huge weapon that they use a lot of, uh, like wheel routes coming out of the backfield, stuff like that makes me worried because Jordan Brooks is going to be able to cover him, stuff like that. But Cody Barton, I don't have a whole lot of trust in, especially when it comes down to overall speed temperatures. Like I said, are going to be frigid ass cold. It's going to be a absolute blizzard. It's going to be brutal cold. And I hope we're able to do something good with it. Wayne Gallman, running back from the San Francisco, or assuming he's not San Francisco. I talked about the giants too much today. The New York giants was resigned to the practice squad this morning. Um, uh, no, Tyler Lockett Hawks have re- signed wide receiver Laquan Treadwell to the active roster for the remainder of the season. Congrats to him on that promotion. I would love to see this is a good opportunity for Drake Young from Lenore Ryan to get some more run and some more opportunities in the offense. Big physical guy blocks really well inside the passing game and to be in the running game as well for screens. Um, just a big, big, big guy, um, I just hope that he can get some opportunities, but I think there's probably going to be more of a Marquise Goodwin opportunity. But this, uh, the DB for, uh, group for the Kansas City Chiefs is extremely young. I believe they're the second youngest DB group in football, um, led by Trent McDuffie, UW corner. So be curious to see how that runs out for them. University of Washington Huskies college football program has been loading up on recruits this last week. Um, obviously, with Michael Penix returning, the two, both edge rushers, have returning as well. They got a three-star edge transfer coming in, a four-star wide receiver from Michigan State who was a Husky, who left the Husky program to go to Michigan State, and is not coming back to the, to the University of Washington. So that's a bonus. Uh, tight end transfer coming in from the from the portal, an All-Conference D2, also transferring. He has six touchdowns, 650 receiving yards. Big, physical guy, six foot five, 255 pounds. Kraken. Uh, five to two win last night over the St. Louis Blues goals by Ryan Donato, J- Jordan McCann, Daniel Sprong, Brandon Tanev, and Carson Soucy. They'll play the Vancouver Canucks tomorrow. It's going to be a fantastic week of sports. Um, I apologize again for the break in between the podcast. I just kind of need to get a break in general. Just kind of keeping it honest with you guys. I kind of let the content build up so I can get something longer for you guys today. And right now we're sitting at almost a flush 30 minutes. It's been a hot, hot minute here on the Westside Sports Podcast since we hit a 30-minute mark. But uh just want to say really appreciate you guys and everybody who's been taking the time out of their days on a consistent basis. And every time you guys tune in to listen, really appreciate your guys' time. And the overall uh, dedication to, to this podcast it means the world to me. Uh, if we get some more news, obviously if the marriage can actually do something and pull something off in the off season, I will let you know if that happens in the meantime, um, might be doing a bit of a game preview here on Friday for Seahawks and Chiefs. And until then, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic, wonderful rest of your day. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will catch you guys, uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe Friday. I'll catch you guys then. Peace.